Welcome to 20-Minute Health Talk, where some of the brightest minds in healthcare help us break down the latest news and developments. We have a great podcast for you today. We have our special guest, Brittany Nathan, who's about to start her residency at LIJ and North Shore University Hospital. She is a graduate of the Pipelines program. And also we have Gina Granger, who's the assistant director of the Pipeline program at the Zucker School of Medicine at Hofstra Northwell. Thank you so much for joining us here today. You're about to start your residency. How did this pipeline program prepare you for this and how impactful was it for you? Yeah, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me to join you all. Um, I would say the most impactful part of the pipeline program has just been the connections that I've made with not only my peers, but also my mentors. And they've been with me since I was 16 years old. Um, So it's been a long time coming and I'm very excited to, you know, give back to the community that's given to me. Um, But one thing I will say is, is the mentors that I've gained and also the clinical experience that I've gained at a very young age um, definitely reinforce my drive to want to pursue this field. Um, And I'm so grateful um, for everything that they've given me. That's awesome. Gina, tell us a little bit about the program and how people get started in this. Well, first, I too would like to thank you for having uh, Dr. Nathan and I today. What an honor to be able to share information on the program. So the Medical Scholars Pipeline Program um, was created in 2010 as a program designed to expose minority students to careers in medicine and make them more competitive applicants for undergraduate and professional health care programs. And, you know, the ultimate goal of the program is to help our students become um, um, doctors and other healthcare professionals who can deliver care in communities of color. Um, I'm most proud, like we're going into our 12th year. It's been my 10th year. And in addition to um, Brittany and another student becoming doctors, um, we have a number of students in professional healthcare programs. Right. How does a diverse workforce improve healthcare access? So, Healthcare is unique in that we serve a very diverse population. We serve the entire country um, and we're able to interface with a lot of people and um, just experience the uh, the different things that people just bring to their, their appointments. Um, and in that, I think it's important that we have people who can recognize subtle, uh, just nonverbal skills or nonverbal communication that people may put forth. Um, and in order to do that, we need a diverse workforce and we need a diverse set of people at the table making decisions for how we're going to provide care to people. And uh, I think it's most important that not only we diversify the workforce, but that we we diversify leadership as well, because you also need people who are calling the shots to be as diverse as possible. Um, so not only is it amazing just in terms of um, showcasing the beautiful nature of just the diversity of our country, but it's also important in making sure that people get the care that they deserve and get the care that's going to help them get better. Because that, in, at the end of the day, patient outcomes is what we really uh, look at to, to see if what we're doing is working. Well, I think having a wide range of perspectives to healthcare maybe can improve um, better solutions. Um, I think having um, doctors who you know resemble patients in the community um, have the same cultures, culture, and beliefs and facets of life may encourage patients to seek care and hopefully preventive care, so, and truly improving the health of the communities. 
Yeah. Now, Brittany, your mother and your grandmother were also involved in healthcare, and did they kind of give you a push into this? Absolutely. I mean, I've I've been around them obviously my entire life, so um, they've exposed me to not only their professions. Um, they're neither of them are doctors, but they do work with a lot of physicians, um, and they made sure that I had all the resources that I needed to be exposed to it. Um, but of course, it's a little bit different having actual physicians in your family because they, they sort of know the ropes and can direct you in the right path. Um, so although, although they've definitely encouraged me and have pushed me along this way, I was very grateful for the pipeline program for sort of just giving me the steps that I needed to take to get to where I am. So, you know, you have a mother and a grandmother who are in healthcare. Mm-hmm. It must look a lot different today to them than it did um, back then. And tell us about some of the changes and, and some of the things that have happened. Yeah. So um, actually, my family are, are immigrants from Jamaica. Um, and my grandma actually trained as a nurse in England. So she would tell me about a lot of the experience she had on a lot of the wards there and how formal it was and how if the doctor were, was coming in for rounds, um, it was a very, very formal procedure. So the nurses would have to get all the patients ready, make sure they were prim and proper. They would also have have to present their patients in a very formal manner. Um, and it was just a, a diff- it wasn't as collaborative as it is today. And I really appreciate the fact that medicine has been changing. And I think that's also one of the reasons why we value diversity, because we're dealing with a very diverse population. And medicine happens to be one of the places where we're interfacing with a lot of different cultures um, at a very rapid pace. So it only makes sense that the people who are providing care to, to people are able to relate to the people that they're, they're serving. Um, and so picking from my grandma, she would always tell me stories about um, just how uh, their dress code was very different. And um, of course, just her, um, the timeliness that she's acquired is it's definitely um, stemmed from the, the rigidity, rigidity of her uh, past, but it's also allowed her to just expose me to, um, I guess, what medicine could be in the future and also what it has been in the past. Sure. Mm -hmm. It's come a long way, but with COVID, we realize there's still a lot of disparities. What also, what, how, what also does the pipeline program do to help, you know, close that gap? Well, I must share um, this year, you know, one of the benefits of COVID is we were able to increase the number of mentors for our pipeline students. Uh, Dr. Eve DeRusso, one of the leaders in the health um, healthcare system um, allowed me to give a presentation on the program to his emergency medicine service line, uh, diversity and inclusion committee. And after that, um, we had close to 30 physicians volunteer to serve as mentors for our pipeline students to keep their drive and passion for becoming a doctor, especially since so many were, you know, working, um, learning from home, their bedrooms, their basements, other corners of the home. So that was a big benefit. Um, and as a result, um, Dr. Sophia Richardson, another leader in the healthcare system, shared this information with the internal medicine doctors. Um, so we had a num- number of um, internal medicine doctors volunteer to be physicians. So this has been fantastic. Um, it's part of the program that's very important just to kind of help the students, you know, to stay on track and just, you know, keep their dreams alive of becoming a healthcare professional. Yeah. So, how, how important were those mentors for 
Absolutely. So um, one significant mentor that I've definitely gained is Dr. Bang Urenge, who's the assistant dean of diversity at the School of Medicine. Um, and I was fortunate enough to also attend Hofstra for undergrad. So any challenging courses that I was taking, she would definitely allow me to come to her office. And if it were biochemistry, she would allow me to sit with her and, you know, go through different problems that I was having. Um, and she connected me to a lot of other resources as well on the, on the same campus. There were a lot of professors there who were my med school professors, but they've known me since undergrad because I've gone to them for for insight, for um, help with homework or just anything of that nature. Um, and as I progressed in my career, um, obviously I gained more clinical mentors who were able to sort of guide me along applying to, for residency and um, how to do all of my clerkships. So it's been a great opportunity to have someone there every step of the way and have all these experts sort of at my fingertips. I would like to add that Dr. Nathan has also been a great mentor. Uh -huh. um, not only has, did she finish the pipeline program, she served as an instructor for our college pipeline program. And then she always serves as a, now she'll be a physician speaker for our <laughs> pipeline program. So she's always been wonderful giving back to the younger students, encouraging them to keep their dreams alive and keep moving forward. Yeah. And I guess that's so important to get that encouragement. You know, it must have meant a lot for you. So to give back must be awesome. Absolutely. I mean, I, I feel like that's the only thing I could do. <laughs> um, there's no way to, for me to actually repay the School of Medicine <laughs> for all that they've done for me. But I think it's definitely important to um, pay it forward in any way that I can. And Brittany, from what I understand, too, you also have gone back to your high school to help inspire some kids that are still in high school. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Yes. Yeah, so actually, one of my professors from the School of Medicine, she's also very connected to uh, the STEP program at, at Unendale High School. Um, and she invited myself and a few of my colleagues to speak about just a topic of our choice. And this was during like the height of the pandemic. Um, and we wanted to just really encourage the students, um, not only with our journeys, but also to help them along the way to whatever journey they, they choose to pursue. Um, so I chose to speak about emotional intelligence, and I feel like it was something that's not often presented to students, um, especially at a young age. And I just wanted them to know that, of course, it's important to do well in school when it comes to your book smarts. Um, however, the things that the thing that takes you over the edge or the thing that takes you um, as far as you want to go is really having emotional intelligence and really um, being able to connect with people one on one. Um, and I, I really valued the opportunity to be able to share that with them and, and from the feedback, they really enjoyed it as well. Yeah. From one of the things that mm -hmm. I've talked to doctors about, I think what makes a great doctor is being able to be a good communicator, a good listener. Absolutely. Right. In regards to our connection to Unidale High School, I think it's important to add that the Zucker School of Medicine we, uh, recruits uh, high school students from Uniondale High School and Hempstead High School, since the school, the Zucker School of Medicine is located in that community. Um, additionally, uh, we work with the Gateway Institute for Pre-College Education City College in New York City to recruit New York City students for our program. So it's nice that the students get to learn and then they, they form a nice uh, friendship bond amongst students from different high schools. Mm -hmm. So Gina, you've been involved in this, you said, for uh, 10, 10 years, years now. Yes, yes. So why is it so important for you? Why are you so involved? Than this. Well, I've always had an interest in medicine, um, but I didn't have the science to become a doctor. So, um, you know, being able to work in the field of medical education has been fantastic for me. But most fantastic is working with the students and seeing them grow. You know, we get them as 10th graders, you know, and now to see a student like Dr. Nathan become a doctor, I mean, what's better than that? 
Um, I must share that at the Zucker School of Medicine, we have four pipeline programs. And while this segment is uh, focused on the medical scholars pipeline program, let me just start with the youngest in order. Um, We have a Healthy Living Long Island project where... um, Several of our students from the Community Service Club at the Zucker School of Medicine partnered with the principal at the Barack Obama Elementary School in Hempstead uh, to create this program to um, teach the third graders healthy living skills and um, leadership skills. And it was wonderful uh, before COVID. The third graders had an opportunity to actually come to the medical school and participate in an array of opportunities. So not only did they learn healthy living skills, but they had an opportunity to be in a medical school, work with, you know, medical school students and just say, hey, I maybe in the future I can do this. Mm-hmm. So it was great exposure, especially since so many folks say with the pipeline programs, you have to start earlier. So I'm proud that our school is starting earlier. Uh, secondly, we have the Medical Science Youth Program. Uh, again, our medical students uh, wanted to do something in the Hempstead community where our Zucker School of Medicine is located. We started with a cohort of students from the Alberta B. Grace Schultz Middle School in Hempstead. Um, our, our medical students even went to the we went to the uh, middle school at lunch, which was quite eye-opening experience. Um, but through a grant with um, a program at Nassau Community College, the uh, six, the 6th and 7th graders were able to come to the medical school for maybe six sessions and learn skills taught by medical school students on leadership, public speaking, mentoring, life as a medical school student. So those students are now in high school. So we're just kind of keeping informed with them. And even this year, we're able to have a virtual program with the, the, those students and their parents. Uh, so next, we have our <laughs> Medical Scholars Pipeline Program which I'm proud to say has been in existence for 12 years. Um, And not only um, is Dr. Nathan a graduate, but we have another graduate. Um, Dr. Jody Ann Charleston attended the uh, seven-year BSMD program at Cooney Medical School, and she's starting her residency with one of the Northwell Health Facilities, uh, Phelps Memorial Hospital, in a family medicine residency. So this year we have two two, graduates. MSPP graduates, like that's an acronym for our Medical Scholars Pipeline Program. Oh, that is so awesome. Yes. That is so awesome. So I think we've got together a great recipe, and thanks to all the support and members from the Zucker School of Medicine, Hofstra, and Northwell Health, we're able to help so many students just change the trajectory of their lives by helping them to reach their career goal. So the pipeline program has been amazing. And Brittany, you're the first one to graduate from Hofstra and to start. You're going to be a doctor this week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) What's that like? Um, Definitely a full circle moment. Um, I will say it's it's been a, a, a long but just great journey. Like I, I have zero regrets of from anything along my journey. Um, I think I've I've been able to not only just partner with the School of Medicine throughout my entire journey, but I've also been able to stay home and stay close to family. And that's been the biggest uh, advantage of, for me. Um, I'm glad that my family has been able to watch my journey throughout this entire time and actually know like what it took to get here. And I'm able to celebrate every step of it with them as well. So um it's definitely been a, a very long ride, as, as anybody who's pursuing medicine will tell you, um, but it's it's been great. And I think the biggest um, accomplishment that I've had is the opportunity to definitely give back to the pipeline program. Yeah. 
And so now you're starting this week. You're starting on your birthday. What is your hope for <laughs> your first day at work? What are you hoping for? Yes. So my birthday is July 1st, and it happens to be my start date. Um, so I'm, of course, very excited to deliver my first baby as a physician. <laughs> um, and hopefully it comes on my birthday. I'll be on night. So I have about a six-hour window <laughs> on July 1st to hopefully deliver my, my first baby. Yeah, babies don't care what time it no. is. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move into a segment called um, prescriptions, where we um, we can offer insight into how to address impacts in the field, right? So, Gina, what would your advice be to somebody who who is looking to um, uh, start a program like this? Well, I must share that I've been very fortunate to receive funding <laughs> from the Pinkerton Foundation, the Shippey Foundation, the Boulay Foundation, a number of donors who really recognize the importance of the program and um, are cheering for our students and, and so happy for our accomplishments. Um, but I would just say it's just so wonderful to give students a chance who ordinarily would not have had a chance um, to get some of the academic preparation and leadership skills they need to excel in the next level of education. Sure. Is there a push to get other medical schools to, to involved in programs like this, too? Well, I must share, um, I was quite honored. Um, Chancellor Lester Young, who oversees the New York State Regents, um, invited me to share a presentation with the New York State Board of Regents. And on the call were other leaders from um, medical schools and, and uh, hospital institutions. So they took notes on you know how we were how we um, offered our programs and what else we could do so that maybe we could expand the program through the state so that more students could have access to pipeline programs. All right. Expanded through the state and then expanded through the country. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. So U.S. News and World Report just recently ranked Hofstra as one of the most diverse programs in the country. What does that mean? The Zucker School of Medicine. Yes. Well, we're very proud of that ranking. And um, we've got a great admissions team led by um, Dr. Rona Waldenberg and Dr. Robert Roswell who are increasing their outreach efforts for students and you know most importantly I hope our pipeline programs will be great you know uh, feeder for our future medical school students so that's important of having our um, medical students involved in our pipeline programs to show them that they too can be a student at Zucker School of Medicine in the future yeah and I can I can add to that too um, I think one of the greatest selling points of our school is our collaboration with our local community. Um, And I've spoken to a lot of prospective applicants who have asked me about um, the opportunity to serve and give back to the community that that we're in. And I think um, the pipeline programs themselves have made our school very attractive for diverse applicants. And, And so I'm very, again, once again, very proud of the School of Medicine for making sure that these programs exist and that they're thriving. That's awesome. Did you think when you were 16 years old that you'd be sitting here talking about your first day? Uh, oh, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course, I knew that my dream would come true because I knew I would put in the work to get there. But um, again, it's such a full circle moment and it's it's a beautiful journey to have taken. And I'm very excited to continue it with Northwell. Like it's it's. It's been awesome. <laughs> it's been awesome. That's great. Well, we always like to end on a positive note here on 20 Minute Health Talk. So I'd like to ask each of you, what gives you hope? What gives you optimism going forward? What gives me hope? I will say definitely my family. Um, this uh, journey has been 
beautiful because of them. Um, my mom and dad have encouraged me every step of the way. And of course, I've gained inspiration from them, um, whether they're in the health field or not, simply because, um, you know, as immigrants to this country, it's taken a lot to to assimilate to our new environment. And I'm so proud of them for who they are and where they are. So they definitely give me hope. And obviously the new conversations that we're having, including this one around diversity, around collaboration also give me hope because I know that we're moving in the right direction. Awesome. And Gina, what gives you hope? Well, I hope that we can continue offering the um, Medical Scholars Pipeline program. Um, we're starting to see some of our more students graduate from professional health care programs and, you know, hopefully join Northwell Health and other institutions and just, you know, reach our goal of eventually students providing care in the communities. Um, in terms of optimism, I know with the support from the leaders at um, the Zucker School of Medicine, Hofstra and Northwell Health, I'm sure we can get it done. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us here on 20 Minute Health Talk. And for you, the listener, thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great week and stay safe. Get more expert insight from some of the leading voices in healthcare today. Subscribe to 20 Minute Health Talk on Podbean, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcasts.